Greetings and welcome back to Mishnah Yomit, the podcast study program sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. In each of these short podcasts, we study two Mishnayot following the calendar and sequence, publicized by the International Mishnah Yomit. Uh, my name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom, and I'm honored to be studying Masachik Tuvot with you. We're now at the end of Perak Yod, uh, and that is Mishnah Hey and Mishnah Vav, continuing with the issue of a man who's got multiple obligations of Ketubah, and when he dies, how the estate deals with that. Mishnah Nasui Arbanashim Vamet. We've dealt with two wives, three wives, now we've got four wives. We'll call them Leah, Rachel, in order. Leah, Rachel, Zilpah, and Bilhah. So Leah has the first claim on the property before Rachel, then Rachel before Zilpah, Zilpah before Bilhah. However, that, that turns Bilhah into something of a more powerful person. So Leah then has to take an oath to Rachel. If Rachel claims that Leah already dipped into the till and got part of her Ketubah, Leah has to take a Shvua that she did not when she comes to collect her Ketubah. And then, Shniyah uh, Rachel has to make a similar oath to Zilpah that she didn't take anything. Now, this, of course, is only if Zilpah generates it and says, I want you to take an oath. And then Zilpah has to take such an oath to Bilhah. However, Bilhah can, um, can collect her Ketubah without taking an oath because there's no one who has any sort of claim on her because she was last in line. And it would be like a regular single wife collecting her Ketubah. Now, Benanasomer, he disagrees, says, because of the fact that Bilhah is really in the weakest position, and she's the last wife to come along, so she should gain. He insists that she has a Shvua also. We have several places where Benanas takes uh, that sort of equitable approach, famously towards the end of Shvuot, uh, about an oath. Now, let's say that the Ketubot all had the same date on them. Whichever one gets there first, uh, meaning that as in Yushalayim, they used to write hours on the Ketubah, so if the hour of her Ketubah was earlier, even by just one hour, one minute, whatever it is, she gets the earlier claim. And that's of course, was the Minag in Yushalayim, to write not only the date, but the hour of the Ketubah. If they all were at the same time, there's only one Maneh, then we don't have the um, the uh, Leah going first or Rachel going first because we've got no determination of who was first. We're not going to make it a free-for-all, obviously. They each divide whatever's there. They divide it equally. This is all with an assumption, of course, that a maneh is less than what anybody's individual ketubah would amount to. Back to our two wives. He then sold the field. And now the first wife, we'll call her Leah, wrote a, a note to the buyer, Dinu Lemach, I have no claim on your property. As we saw back in the ninth parak, with the husband to his wife, I have no claim on your property. What happens? So then, when the second wife comes to collect her ketubah, either because the man divorced both of them or he died, she can come and claim the property from the buyer, because she didn't separate herself from that property. And then what happens is Leah can take it from Rachel. In other words, Rachel can go to the buyer. Let's say the husband died without any of his own property. Rachel can go to the buyer and take the property. Now Leah can take it from Rachel because Leah did not commit herself to separate from Rachel's claims. 
And then the buyer can come take it from Leah because Leah promised not to interfere with his part with his property. Theoretically, that could go around in a mad circle forever. So they have to finally come to some sort of an agreement because otherwise it can go on forever. And the same thing will apply if instead of uh, ketubah here or ketubot, you have ba'alei chov, or you have a, 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 a woman who's a ba'alei chov, um, uh, then in either case, once you have uh, two who are owed the property, who are owed the property, there's a ketubah, there's a ba'al chov, and then there's the lokeach, and one of the ba'alei chov, or the ketubah or something else, has acquitted herself, has a kind of a quick, or a quick claim, on the property in question, it could go around in this infinite circle until such a point as they reach some sort of an understanding and accommodation. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up in the next podcast, the 11th parak. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.